are listening to the Latter-day Ladypreneur Podcast. I'm Sarah Grace Allred, your host. Welcome to a sweet mix of interviews with business gurus, as well as solo episodes with me about the lessons, strategies, and inspiration that brought me from bumbling around in business to playing big in the fantastic arena of entrepreneurship. Look, the real magic comes when you and I get to talk business alongside the brilliant words of Esther, Nephi, and even Sherry Dew as we explore who we can become while we engage in this exciting journey as a woman of faith and an entrepreneur. Let's get started. It is Sarah Allred and welcome back to the podcast. And we've got a dude on the show today, people. This is a rarity and there are very few guys that really make it onto the platform of the podcast because we focus so much on women and business here. And yet there was no chance in heck I was ever going to let this opportunity go by to let you meet Paul Van Bloom. He is extraordinary. And I got to tell you, this guy has come into my world just in the past three or four months. And I have been blown away. Number one, because he decides to try and tackle the things that entrepreneurs decide to sweep under the rug. Entrepreneurs think they need marketing strategies and they need awesome machines, which I teach. I mean, I'm biased there a little bit, but he tackles the things that we don't want to talk about. Like, how do you decide how to spend your time and how do you exemplify your time and all of those things. And so I knew he had to be there. And yeah, he's a guy, but he is a huge fan of women, of women in business specifically. And so, Paul, I am so excited that you are here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I love that intro. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those... Yeah, you're good. So those of you who are listening probably do not know him because we have not brought him into our space yet. And so it's kind of an extraordinary day. So I want to give you some really specific things about him so that you know how he can help escalate your life. And I'm not even going to specifically say escalate your business because his frameworks and wisdom will escalate your life and your relationships. And I don't say that lightheartedly. Like that is, this is not a gimmick. Like the stuff that he teaches at its core is divine and includes God in the mix of it, which is why he's here. So when he, when I hear that he is a game changing business coach for high achieving business owners, that is true. Okay. That is absolutely true. So he really is super uniquely capable of helping you as a business owner, create like predictable success in your life. You know how here we talk all about how success is more science-based than luck. Yeah, Paul's a believer in that too, okay? And it all comes down to mastering time. And so what he's currently doing, he's got this crazy cool live event that's literally happening next week that we're gonna splash all over Instagram that you need to take part in. Um, He's teaching business owners how to take control of their life and business by breaking old time management rules. And he knows that you're not alone in this, women. He knows that. So Paul, are you ready to dive in? Because I've got to get right to it with you. 100%, I'm so pumped. This is gonna be great. Okay. I love, so, I want, I just want to say, I love your audience. I think that, um, well, one, this is so important for them. Um, my wife is a business owner as well. She's a recruiter and she, well, she's crushing it, but she, I mean, I, I, I watch her deal with the struggles that I think a lot of your, your audience is dealing with, which is like, Hey, 
I want, like, I see what I can be and I see what I want. And I catch these like vivid moments where I'm like, I can do it. I can do it all. I can have it all. But there's also those that, that like pull back of like, but I'm supposed to be a mom. I'm supposed to be present. I'm supposed to like take care of my family. And like, I just, I'm just here to say like, I, one, I, I love that women um, have, they can have it all. They can do both. And, um, and like enabling them to do that. And like seeing all these frameworks that I've been um, developing, like working with my wife. And, and so I'm just super pumped to tell you all the things that I've seen and learned um, both in my, in my home, as well as in like my client's home. And you really, it's so impressive. You've had a front row seat to her, your wife's specific battles. Cause mm -hmm. like you said, I love how you talk about her. You're always like, oh, she is just crushing it. Like she's killing it. And yet you're also aware of what, not the cost, but the challenges that have come mm -hmm. for her mm -hmm. to realize how can I crush it and also love and nurture this family and my faith and my relationships and all those things. So you are the perfect guy for the job here, front row seat. Okay. <laughs> really excited. All right. So my biggest thing is, is in business, you know, how our world of business and marketing, they always talk about like, what's the big domino? Like, what's the thing that if entrepreneurs could solve or a client could solve that if you could knock down that belief, everything else would, would work out for them. And there, there's no other reasons why they wouldn't pursue what they want to do for women in business. It is time. Yes. And it is this constant conflict of how can I ever spend too much time with my kids? Like there's like, it's the impossible drama. So how do you help women specifically navigate those decisions about when am I spending enough time with my kids and when is it okay for me to spend time on business? Like, how do you win in that scenario? Yeah. The core issue of this really comes down to your identity. And what I mean by that is who, who does God want you to be? Like, and what's your divine potential? And your divine potential is not only to be cleaning up dishes and going to kids' soccer games. And although those are beautiful, wonderful things that are exactly what you should do, they're not the only thing that you should be doing. And if we can first identify that that is true, then we just have to ask the question, okay, how? And in what scenarios and when do we decide to step away from some great things, some important things, and also do some other things, right? And so the, I think, I think it first has to come down to like, who are you? And like, and what are you capable of? And what do you want to do? And how are you going to like accomplish that? And, and, and if we can get really clear that you are a person that has beautiful, incredible gifts that you can share with the world, then, then we can start talking about how, right? But we first have to get clear about that. So let me ask you that question then about identity. I think that's huge. And we as Latter-day Saint women, we know from the time we are born, when we are being cradled as babies, that we are children of God. Like that is a really core part of our identity. And I, and I wonder, um, because I know you're a huge believer in divinity as well. What is it that has made women particularly battle with this religious women, particularly battle with doing things outside or in addition, I should say, in addition to, in addition to motherhood, what's caused yeah, yeah. that? 
Well, I mean, I think it's just the stories that were told from from when we're like little boys and girls, right? Um, and and they're not wrong. They're just not in context. Um, like that. I mean, we have the family proclamation of the world, and and it very clearly spells out the man's role is this, and the woman's role is this, and those. That's true. Like we we accept that as doctrine, and <laughs> and we have the the and. And women are absolutely capable of changing the world in business. And women are wow. absolutely capable of teaching people how to change their lives. And, and not only capable, but they ought to, right? And, um, and so what we, uh, like, I, I think that absolutely those are the, those are the scripts that, like, that provide that, that conflict or that cognitive dissonance. Because... Um, because we're taught it since we're little, and I and I do think that a lot of it has to do with like um, like we're having a huge societal change that is just beautiful. That like like um, but like I think what's also really beautiful about um, Latter Day Saints in particular is that we have this strong heritage of of pointing to women. Like we have a strong heritage of powerful women doing powerful things, and. Um, and like, if we truly believe in the message of, of Mormonism, um, then we know that women have a very large role in bringing about the kingdom of God. And we have to like, we have to honor that. And like, we, th this is the thing that just drives me crazy <laughs> with um, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of like, um, I don't, I don't want to say traditional structures because I think that that terminology has a lot of baggage with it, but I guess traditional yeah. structures for lack of a better term, um, is that like, if <laughs> the, the message of Mormonism is crazy, it's, it's crazy because we're, we're saying like everyone will reach divinity. And the only way that a woman will ever get to divinity is if she knows how to organize people and raise nations and literally change the world. Like how do we ever expect women to ascend to that type of divinity if they aren't capable of acting that out in their day-to-day -day lives? Like, we're, it's just gonna be like, well, one day they'll figure it out. Like, no, like it's right now. God wants us to do that right now. He wants us to access the atonement and step into that person right now or it'll never happen because we believe in agency. And so you have to choose to do that. You have to choose to step into that. You have to choose to access that power. So like, and I, I genuinely believe, I believe this to my core, that one of the most powerful tools that we have to step into divinity is business. I really believe that. And so like, women, do you want to be a goddess? I think this is a great tool to do that. Oh my word. <laughs> it forces you to face your fear. It forces you to look at the dragons in your life and slay them. It forces you to drudge up the shadow versions of yourself and confront them and say, no, like business forces you to expand in a way that like nothing else does. I genuinely believe nothing else does, especially entrepreneurs. And so, um, so yeah, like why wouldn't like Mormonism say women go like take a moment from washing dishes and kids soccer games and build a business. Of course. Oh my word. Paul, I've got like 
goosebumps and I wish I had the emoji with the guy's brain exploding because that's <laughs> kind of my current state of mind. And I love your approach and I want my listeners to catch this. Did you notice when Paul was talking about the proclamation to the world about the family and he used the word and he said, this is a woman's role and there is something, could there be something more? To, to allow yourself to challenge that moment. And I wonder if we have been stuck for so long in saying, this is what it is. This is the truth. And there's nothing beyond that. Well, and I, and I think it's also really, I want to add this caveat too, like, and it's not even a caveat. It's just an and. It's an <laughs> that, and. <laughs> that like, it's true. Like it is true. And we ought to defend that like with, with fervor, we ought to defend that men have particular characteristics and women have particular characteristics. And we ought, like, I think one of the most beautiful truths within um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is that, like, godhood cannot be achieved except in unity. Like, that a man oh and a woman must be united united to ascend to their greatest divine potential like that's so beautiful like holy cow that that is that is uniquely uniquely powerful and and so we need the tools to be able to find that combination like which like comes down to like how do you make decisions day to day how do you choose where to spend your time how do you negotiate between you and your spouse about how to like collaborate and build together and have like, like taking a camping trip with the dudes and going and doing whatever with the- You know our lives so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's like, I, I've lived it. That's why it's like, like literally yesterday, I was like, hey, I have a friend that I wanna go camping with. <laughs> so that's why this, is, this is a current, this is yeah. a very current theme in yeah. the home. But those okay. negotiations, we, we need structures and processes because we're flooded with so much that like the chaos, the chaos versus our tool set are disproportional. Yes. And so it, when we can get the proper tools to match it, then we're able to like have peace when we kneel down to pray with our spouse at night. And, and we know that like, okay, we're actually going to have a family night with our kids. And like how? <laughs> to do and that. like how, yeah. and I love this process here, how you've stated so clearly. And, and this is why this podcast is so important to me is we are fierce defenders of our faith. Mm. We are fiercely devoted to the doctrine that I even struggled to use the word feminist in this podcast because <laughs> of the connotations it has. Like mm. we are fiercely devoted to the proclamation on the family. We are fiercely devoted to the leaders of the gospel, both male and female, and we support the things going on in our faith. Right. Yes. And so I love so much of what you are saying here. Like what it brought to my mind is we actually are in the greatest faith on earth, the greatest gospel on earth for women. And yes. can you as a yes. listener celebrate that and say, oh my word, I'm actually in the greatest gospel on earth to become something extraordinary as a woman. That's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Yeah. Name like name one other institution, not even religion. Oh, I can't. That that says, Hey, I want you to be a unit with your spouse 
and ascend to your greatest divine potential together. There's not one. There's not. And it's so powerful. Like, like what's a greater message to, to cultivate powerful families and communities than that? It's so beautiful. So cool. it is. Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. So now that we know that you are <laughs> of that same tribe in the sense, it's like we are fiercely devoted to the doctrine, like foundationally, Paul is exactly where you want him to be as far as his faith and belief and all those things that now when we learn about your structures and your time management strategies, those kinds of things, you can know that they are coming from a firm believer in who God wants you to be. So can we dive into like yes. what this looks like in a home, like camping trips and yes. family night and all the in-between get us started. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think first we, um, well, I mean, there's a lot of places to start. Loaded question. <laughs> Sorry, first, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I think it's really important for us to recognize that time management with quotes around it, time management will never get you where you're hoping to go. We first have to say, and, and the way that I can say that confidently is because it never has. Like if you look at the, and, and I think your life is evidence of that listeners, like, like when was the last time that time blocking actually produced the results that you were hoping that it would produce <laughs> or That's that color, like color coordinated task lists actually got you what you wanted. Right. And I, and I think to some degree, to some degree, yes, but like those systems weren't created for you. Like those systems were created for, well, <laughs> for like eighties, nine to five workers, you know, like that, that were like totally like disconnect. They were like, they were able to sit down at their desk and with like, earplugs in essentially and go this and then this and then this and then this and then this right but that's not what you're enduring right like you're having this and then oh shoot like I need like my little girl just walked in the door that just happened to me in my last podcast that I was being interviewed in did this did just I... happen now my little girl came in holding baby Yoda like confession <laughs> I love yeah, yeah, it Paul yeah. <laughs> but um but I, I I totally empathize with you because that literally happened like an hour ago um, and, and like, you, you're also dealing with like dogs pooping in the kitchen while you're trying to land a client and the lawn that needs to be mowed. Well, you know, like this is not, that's not time blocking wasn't built for that. And I'm not criticizing time blocking again. Like I actually use a form of time blocking in the systems that I, but it's outdated. For. Yeah. But it's not, it's not in context of what you're actually experiencing. Okay. Right. Okay. And so like, first we have to recognize that, that like, that's actually the problem. Right. And then, um, and then we have, we have to like recognize that also you haven't actually been taught how to manage your time. Like, let, like, let's go back to your history. You like day one, you're told where to go, what to do, what to think about. You go into kindergarten and you're told where to go, what to do, what to think about. And then you go, you graduate high school, right? You move on to college, you're told where to go, what to do, what to do, think about with a little bit of latitude of like, hey, go get a job where you'll be told where to go, what to do, what yes. to think about, <laughs> right? And then you exit that and you go into like nine to five, where to go, what to do, what to think about. This and sounds then like the Hunger sudden, Games to me. I'm dying. <laughs> you put it that way. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good structure. It's just not. <laughs> and then you um, <laughs> like, then like, 
I mean, for Latter-day Saints story, right? You, you get married and all of a sudden you're just thrown to the wolves. While you have these dreams and aspirations of like, but I, and I could do this. And like, I read this book and I saw this other lady that was capable of doing that. And, and like, I could do it too, but how? And, and the reason why the question is, but how is because back there, were you ever taught how to make a decision? No, all the decisions were made for you. Like, like when was the last time, like everybody that's listening, like when was the last time that somebody sat down with you and was like, all right, here's how you manage your time. I bet never. And maybe once. <laughs> and Mine's maybe happening that- once right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe that one time, like, like we're crossing our fingers that it was the right information, you know, like it, or it was like time blocking or it was like a task list or it was like a, I don't know, whatever it was. It was right. some, some like guru selling you a planner. Right. Right. And, um, and the, like, it's just, it's not built for you. Right. And so like, I, I had this, this moment cause I mean, I, I know like I'm obviously not a mom, but I, I had this moment where I was like in total chaos. I, I was working, it was almost like, I had three jobs. One was super, super part-time, but another one was, well, they were all like kind of part-time and I, but, I, but I was in full-time college at that time as well. And we had just gotten married because like, because I'm an entrepreneur and I was like, I'm gonna do all the things. And, um, <laughs> and it was just like, it was just unmanageable. I couldn't do it. I couldn't manage my time because you can't. Um, but I, I was like, I've got it. Like I have to get control. And so I sit down and I just brain dump like everything that I have. And it literally filled up two pages. And I like oh go gosh. to a, my wife with it. I'm like, hey, so this is happening. And I think the solution is time management. I think that's it. So let's sit down and plan. And so we sit down on a Sunday. And uh, by the way, I bet you that 90% of you can empathize with this exact scenario. We sit down on a Sunday and we're like, all right, we're going to plan out our week. And we spend like three hours taking that and like fastidiously putting it into our calendar, right? Like, and it was, it was brutal. I mean, it's like three hours of planning your week. Woof. Right. Woof. And, and Even then with someone you like, it's yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a battle. Um, but we go to bed, we wake up in the morning and I hit the snooze. Right. Like that's always what happens. It's like, it's like five 30 in the morning. Like I'm going to like get my health in order. I'm going to go to the gym. And, and like, ultimately I fail in that moment. Right. And my integrity is broken at that right. moment because, because I, I hit the snooze button and I just committed, I just spent three hours committing to that, to that, to not hitting the snooze button and throwing off the covers and going. Right. And, and then it like, I hit it again and I hit it again. And then it's like eight and I'm like, Oh, I guess I better get out of bed. And I throw off the covers and I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and I feel like a failure, right? Because mm-hmm. not the only- The moment you wake up. Yes. Yeah. Not, not only did I like fail at 5.30, but I also am already behind and everything starts rippling, right? And so it's like, well, I have, like, I have to get to school right now. Like I've got to go. So throw on clothes, you run and you're like groggy and like, I didn't eat breakfast, right? And I, I could keep telling the story, but I think you all know the story, right? We've all been there. Happens. Every, yeah. The whole week is thrown out the window because of a, a poor decision that happened. Well, because of bad planning, <laughs> right. but, but like, so what I realized though, like at the, 
like at the end of that week, and it was a process of coming to this, but like there was a moment there where I, I realized, oh my goodness, I can't manage time. Like I'm, I'm not a time traveler. I can't manage time. But what I can manage and what I need to figure out is how to manage my decision-making. And when I can master decisions, I can master my identity and who I show up as, even if things explode, if I'm still capable of managing my, my decision-making, I'm capable of managing anything because uh, it, it's, it's, it's your decisions that create your character and your character creates your, your life, right? Your experience, your reality is, is managed by your decisions. And so we, so I, I realized like, okay, I've got to get extremely clear on how this whole decision thing happens. Right. Like, like what is going on in at five 30 in the morning when I'm groggy and my alarm just went off. Like, what do I do? How do I, when I had those intense feelings of like, just freaking hit the snooze button. Like, what do I do? Does a negotiation need to happen in that moment? Or do I follow through? Like, and like, and how do I choose to follow through or how do I appropriately negotiate? And, and there's, and I use that word appropriately very purposefully <laughs> because there are appropriate times to negotiate, but there's a difference between that and forfeiting your agency to Instagram or TikTok or to okay. a mother-in-law or to, right? Like that, that all of that is, and, and, and I, I termed it as decision management because decision management is exactly what needs to be happening. Not time management, but decision management. Okay, so here is the, the epiphany I'm having in my soul in this moment is the reason this is such a game changer for me as an entrepreneur and my listeners is because decision management allows for a family mm -hmm. and it allows for a kid to throw mm -hmm. up like my kid did 10 days mm -hmm. ago. And it allows for emergencies and women mm -hmm have to have flexibility yep. and the challenge that comes from flexibility, Paul, you've seen this most likely with you and your wife mm -hmm. is that it's like the snooze button. If you have to become flexible in a moment, all of a sudden you feel shameful and I'm a failure and I gave up because I'm behind and all those kinds of things. So can you help us wrap our mind around starting? I know you can't give your whole thing <laughs> the amount of time we have here, but how yeah. do we start tackling the snooze? How do we start tackling the call from the school that someone just threw up in the middle of our one hour of work for the day? Like, yeah. <laughs> I love this. Am I hearing this right? That this is the yeah, epiphany? Yeah. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. That like the, the thing that creates friction in your, in your life is not necessarily the things that crop up. Um, and, okay, and the reason why is because we believe in Christ, right? And this is something, a huge light bulb moment for, that, that I had like literally last week was, this phrase came to my mind as I was, um, as I was taking a big step of faith. Um, it was that bad things don't happen, only unexpected things, because we believe in the sanctifying power of Christ. If your kid throws up in the middle of your one hour of work, it's not a bad thing. It's just an unexpected thing. 
And so when those unexpected things happen, our first reaction ought to be, okay, what am I learning? Because, because when unexpected things happen, what God is trying to do for you is he's trying to expand your vision. He's trying to say, hey, you were expecting this to happen, but it didn't. And I'm trying to teach you more about who you are and more about reality. And so I think that that's, that's the, first, the first tool in the tool set is we need to recognize that if something blows up, it's not because your vision isn't right. It's not because you're not capable. It's not because whatever story you're telling, but it's because God is trying to expand you. He's giving you a mountain to climb to help you ascend to the divinest version of yourself, right? And so that totally changes the game, totally changes the game because you're capable of making a decision from a place of power versus a place of reaction, right? So you can say, oh, this unexpected thing happened. Awesome. What, what it, like, what's going to happen now? It's like, like Jocko Willink. I don't know if you know him. He's like this Navy SEAL guy. Yes. He's, yes. The way he puts, the way he puts it is good. <laughs> good. He's like, Something bad happened. Good. <laughs> and that's very like Navy SEALish, but, but my version is it. Christ, right? Like he's here with me. Right. And, um, and it, well, I think God's version of it is that, <laughs> right. but, uh, but like, and so, and I, so I think that's one that that's the frame, right? That's the frame that we put on. But then we have to get down to logistics, right? Right. And can I comment on the frame for my listeners? Yeah. yeah. Often we struggle to find the connection between God and our business, mm-hmm. right? Like, is it weird to pray about how to find clients with God? We practice that a lot, that kind of thing. Here is a perfect <laughs> invitation. Okay. Yeah. Paul has given you a specific invitation. When the unexpected happens, the thought is awesome. Christ. Like that's the frame. So that's a way to invite. Okay. Let's get, let's get the logistics. Yeah. So logistically, um, that there's, there's a couple, there's a couple things. One is, and we're going to get into psychology really quickly. Ready? And I'm going to try and describe this quickly and not in super detail, but you're, (laughs) we're, we're, we're melding evolution and, and, uh, God here for a second. Welcome. Okay. Love it (laughs) because it's the truth. Um, so our, our brain evolved um, chronologically, right? So the, if you're looking at your forehead, it's your, your cortex, like your, your frontal cortex. That is the conscious part of your brain. Everything behind it is subconscious. So 90%, I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't give a percentage, a vast majority of what of your decisions are made. And I actually think there was a statistic that put it at something like 86 like a a high number like that is determined by um, your nervous system or the lower parts of your brain that are subconscious. So you need to recognize that your brain, most most of what's making the decision here is not like you going, I'm gonna do this, right? Um, And so we like, that's another part of the frame is we need to recognize, okay, I'm being motivated by sometimes how I feel um, like my nervous system's alarms might be going off. My, my hindbrain is starting to tell stories about like, well, this happened last time. So this story is going to play out and then everything's going to blow up and then you're going to be rejected and then you're going to die. Right. That's what's happening in your hindbrain. <laughs> and so we, we need to, we need to recognize that and, and say, okay, one, your, your hindbrain is trying to remind you of all the things 
that might be, and again, this is the old part of your brain, the part of your brain that's like just learning about how to interact with, with other people and tribes. And, and so it's telling you, if I'm rejected by somebody else, I literally might die, right? And so it's, it's constantly saying, hey, you made this commitment to your client. Remember that? While you're in the shower and you're like, I can't send an email right now. I'm in the yeah, shower. It's the right? nag. It's almost yeah. like a nag in the back. Okay. And so what we have to do is we have to create a system that tells our, that compassionately tells our subconscious brain and our nervous system, hey, we got this. You don't have to keep remembering for us. Like there is a, a system that you have high trust around that will at the appropriate moment remind you when to send the email. So what we do when we have those constant reminders is we take them out and we put it in a system that appropriately reminds us when we can take action on it. So that's, that's one component. So we have to create systems that remind us at the appropriate times because our brain is a really bad rememberer, right? And oh, so we have sure. to, we have to, we have to create another brain outside of us that it can trust. <clears throat> and so that's, that's one part of it. And so when something blows up unexpectedly and you're supposed to be executing on something in front of you, you can divert towards handling a crisis and your brain will go, oh, but don't worry about it. I have a system that will remind me at the appropriate time of when to take action on this. Is this right. a brain system or a technical system? Like when you say take it out, I'm thinking of the pensive from Harry Potter. Yeah. Where <laughs> yeah. am I putting the thread? Where does it go? Yeah, yeah. so literally it, uh, a lot of people focus on tools, but I don't focus on tools. It, I, the tools that I use is I have, like I'm, I'm pulling out my phone right now, like on my homepage, I have two apps. So that's my reminders app and my calendar. Cool. And that's like, that's my system. Okay, I'll screenshot it, Paul, for our Instagram. Okay, there it is. There it is. Got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my camera's not focusing, but um, but so what that does is I can constantly I can divert um, and go. Okay, I'm handling a crisis, and then as soon as that's and I can be present with that, and that's the big key. I can be fully invested in handling the crisis, and when you're fully invested in handling a crisis, things happen. Like yes, decisions are made and things are taken care of and I cleaned up the poop and I can go back to my office. Right. Right. And then I go, I flip open my phone and I go, okay, do I any, have any time sensitive tasks that need to be taken care of? That's my first thing. I go to my calendar and I go, anything time sensitive. Do I have an interview with Sarah? Okay. Let's go. Let's take action and make a decision about showing up in the zoom. Right. Or oh. I go, okay, if there's nothing time sensitive, I go task. Okay, what's the next task that I can complete right now? Boom, acting on it, right? And so, and, and what that provides is that provides high presence and high focus so that you're not being pulled in 10 different places while you're trying to do one thing. <laughs> um, like your, your capacity to get things done is, is, is in, it's insane. Like I literally, I, this was one of my like proudest moments as like a, as a coach is I had a client come to me and he was like, Paul, and he was like a little bit concerned about this, which is it's really funny. He was like, Paul, I had this moment yesterday where I wasn't sure what to do because I didn't have anything to do. And he was like really concerned. He's like, what do I do when I don't have anything to do? And I was like, well, uh, you don't do anything. <laughs> like you have arrived at like, at the, the fountain of, the, of like abundance. Like this yes. is like the, the, the goal for all entrepreneurs. And he was like, wow, like that, that was like really exciting. And I was, it was, it was a really beautiful moment because I was able to like 
help like help him understand like what a beautiful moment this was that he gets to like be like calm and still and allow the next decision to come to him which is like maybe the decision is like like okay let's get really creative about your business right now because you have a free mind yeah. right or it's like go play with your dog and your kid like awesome you know like and and that's like what we're shooting for and that's what this this provides is like all these like these reminders that are like cluttering your head can be put into like an intelligent, trustworthy system. And, and also as, an, as a side note, this can literally be a pad of paper and yeah. a, like yeah. a paper calendar. Like it doesn't have to be something high tech. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like that's, that's part of the system, right? That, that like, and, and that's, like, that's like the managing, I, I describe it as top down and bottom up. Like, that's the bottom-up approach where you're like, you're just managing the minutia of the day, the, the yes. clutter in your life. But there's also the top-down version of it that's like, okay, what's your vision? Okay, what's your vision mm -hmm. five years from now in high clarity? What does it look like in one year from now? What does it look like in like three months from now? What does it look like in one month from now? This week, today, this hour? Like when, when we go top-down, then the actions that we're taking have meaning behind them. Right. Mm. And so, and that's another driver that provides like huge uh, clarity and motivation. So when your alarm goes off at 530 in the morning, it's like, okay, I'm not making a decision of, do I force myself? I'm making a decision of who am I? Right. And so getting out of bed is very Identity. different. Right. It's mm -hmm. not, it's like the, the motivations are very different or it's like, I really don't want to like write this like client email. Um, but I know that this action has a, has a ripple effect that, and, and a sequence that aligns me with the most divine version of myself. So I'm making a decision about divinity rather than like, do I go to the gym, right? Wow. And I would imagine with, with our specific audience here that they are very, we very much dwell in the bottom up space. Mm -hmm. You recommend that your clients start kind of at the bottom up. And then once they feel like they're kind of breathing, yeah. then we start top down and start to create yeah. vision. Is that yeah, how you recommend it? It, it? it depends on the person. Um, like I think for like, for your audience, it would probably must be most beneficial to like, like let's clear the decks, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like um, I, there, there are other scenarios where, where we work top down first because they're like, they're struggling with motivation. They're struggling with like, um, yeah. like, what am I even doing? What do I even want to do? So it's like, yeah. so, so they're not, they're not motivated to like actually deal with the minutia or like the, the clutter. Yes. Um, because it's like, well, what is it for? Like, why would I take action? Because like, what is it for? Right. Oh. So I think it's, it's different for each person, but. But it's a starting point. And Paul Van Bloom, I'm dying because I mean, I, you always try and predict how an interview is going to go and what they're <laughs> going to take away. But had I known, I mean, what a pleasant surprise that your concepts and mastery regarding decisions are going to allow our listeners and myself included to bring God more fully, well, the savior more fully into their business mm -hmm. and second increase presence in their life. And I think if there are two things, man, did you know your audience today? Because if there are two things that would change women's lives, it would be those two things, right? Because mm. when a woman is present, 
magic is happening Mm -hmm. in the home, in the relationships, in the business, the whole thing. And that whole idea, you say the word chaos. And I'm like, oh, I remember those years. I remember (laughs) those years when it just was absolute chaos. There was no other way to describe it. And so what you've taught here, I really think is world-changing. I really think it is um, specifically for women. I know it works for men too, but with this audience, um, I am just so grateful for what you've yeah. brought here today. I, I really, I'm, I'm really glad that you're, you're seeing that too. Uh, I, I very much feel that way. Like when I'm, when I'm working with my clients, I, <laughs> like I genuinely believe that like I'm engaged in the work of, of building the kingdom of God because yes. everything, literally like everything, in your life is determined by your decisions. Like, like the, the, the health that you want, the relationships that you're striving for, the business that you want, like all of it is dependent upon, are you choosing the, are you choosing it or not? And, and are, you, are you choosing to move the needle in that direction or are you not, right? And so it's like, and, and again, like we've already described, but like, it, it's really, it like pains me to watch people simply just not have the tools to arrive there because here's the thing that like the way that I arrived at this is like I was working with clients from a marketing aspect I I was I was helping them um, get clear on their messaging and like build offers and stuff like that and but what I was recognizing is these people already knew what to do and like your audience they already know what to do that's the crazy thing is like, yeah. they've already read enough books. They've already went to enough seminars. They already like, they've already done all the things they've like, they've, they've listened to the podcast. Like they know what to do, but they're just not doing it because they don't have the tools to do it. Like, and that's like, that's what gets me so like excited right. <laughs> and also like um, makes me feel so invested in this work is that like, I know that, if I can just help people start making these decisions, like they've won. Like, and if you don't know what to do, the, the, the like 10% of what you don't know what to do, it's a $10 book or a Google search, or maybe, or maybe it's like investing in coaching, or maybe it's like some, some event, like maybe it's higher investment, but like it's possible and, and likely it's a Google search away. Oh my gosh, Paul. <laughs> Paul, I'm absolutely dying. You were the right man for the job for this amazing, amazing audience. I I have no doubt that our audience wants to connect with you. Um, There's a couple of ways they can do that. And we'll link all of this in the show notes. Okay. Um, He has got a Time Masters event coming up that it is stacked with brilliance. Okay. Absolutely stacked. If you miss this, you are nuts listeners. The only reason you're going to miss this is if you happen to listen to this podcast too late. Oh, I hope that's not the case. So can you tell them exactly how to connect with that event? And then if they miss the event, because they listen too late, how do you want them to connect with you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, First off it's free. And it was really important for me to make it free because I was seeing a lot of people in my space and, um, that that like <laughs> that thought that like the, the solutions were outside of them that they were extrinsic but yeah. in fact they were they were intrinsic and so I was like I just need to like get them aware that like they can do it and so it was really important for me to make it free and um the way that you can actually register for it is um time at well be sure to include the www.timemastersgroup.com um, forward slash event or you can just okay. come to my Facebook page it's 
it's there and Sarah, it sounds like you're going to listen the show notes. Um, yep. but, uh, yeah, no, like the event, it, you're exactly right. It's stacked. stacked. Um, we've got, we've got Katie Richardson. Um, she is a master at helping people identify their identity. Um, and which is the, is the fundamental core, like we were talking about before of taking action and making decisions and determining what to do. Um, and then we, we also have Cody Jefferson. He's phenomenal um, at helping people identify the high leverage decisions to make in their lives. And that's what he's gonna be training on is specifically like, what do I do when I have time to do it, right? Um, we have Catherine Jones, who is just phenomenal as well. Um, she, I've never seen somebody, I've worked pretty closely with her. And I, I had the chance to, I've had the chance to watch her take massive lists and like, get them done in like an hour. It's crazy. She, she's so Incredible. effective and so efficient. And she's really gonna help us, help us detail out the difference between decision management and time management. Um, and then uh, Josh Forty, he's he's a force to be reckoned with. Um, he he uh, gets stuff done, but he's going to be helping us understand. Um, it's essentially he's going to be bringing the fire and saying, "Hey, if you don't manage your decision, they're going to be managed for you." Right? He's a <laughs> good so, one for that message. Yeah. Bravo! <laughs> yeah. he'll be fabulous. Yeah, yeah. he's a uh, he's a uh, phenomenal. Um, and you are clearly leading. Yeah, us. and I'm going to be there as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be there as well. Um, I'll be speaking every day. Um, but uh, I, I'm really going to be like tying all of these concepts together and helping you like actually get clear about like, okay, how do I start making these decisions? How do I get clear about my vision, my future? How do I actually start stepping into that man or woman that I've always wanted to become? Um, and uh, yeah, so again, you can register at timemastersgroup.com for slash event. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be just really, really good. I'm it really is. excited about it. It is. And if they want to connect with you long-term, like mm -hmm. after that event is over, is the best way your Facebook? Because yeah, we'll Facebook link to that. Instagram. I talk okay. a lot about it on Instagram. Instagram's my preferred, um, like where I just feel more natural at it. So I, I talk a lot more there. Um, but uh, yeah, or my Facebook. And um, you can always like find me at my website, just paulvanblue.com. Um, we'll just link all of it. We'll just, yeah, great. we'll, we'll great. stack it. We'll say here, yeah. here's him in 10 different forms. That's perfect. <laughs> well, yeah. just on a personal note, I am so grateful to be a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with, to understand you as a man who is such a champion of women, um, that you are a force to be reckoned with, uh, in that sense that you are so invested in helping women become exactly who they were always meant to be through your specific gifts and talents. It's just like, it's, you're one of those people. I'm like, I'm glad I get to do life with you. Like, I'm just really, really grateful <laughs> for your influence. Mutual, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for your candor, for, for all of your excitement behind what you do. And if we can get us as women behind this of being present and bringing Christ more firmly into our businesses, we will win. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, Sarah. It was super, super fun. Latter-day Ladypreneur is brought to you by Sarah Grace Live, audio work done by Rachel Johnston. Huge thanks to the Sarah Grace Live team for pursuing our dream of Esther 414. Perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Playing big in business is an incredible road to you becoming who God created you to be. Find coaching, classes, community, and my key strategies to playing big in the show notes and at sarahgracelive.com. Thanks for listening.